You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Rua Space Podcast, where we help you make space for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your everyday life. I'm Phil. And I'm Aaron. And we are also joined today by Mozart and Melody Vestal, who some of you may be like, who are Mozart and Melody Vestal? <laughs> These are our two cats. They're the first babies of the Vestal clan. <laughs> yes, and so you may hear them adding in their input today. Um, we're recording from a very special location where we have our cats, and so there's no escaping them right now. But we want to do sort of continue to reflect on, debrief, go a little deeper with this Praying the Names of God program that we did. Now, we did it with yin, which is a way of stretching your body and praying and meditating, which you can find the link to that whole program below. But we also learned a lot simply about praying the names of God. And so today, we each want to share just like one or two names that were challenging to pray or (laughs) that we didn't want to pray and we did and maybe what we learned, um, just what that process was like. So I'm going to let you start. What was your name? And tell us about what happened. Okay. Um, so, you know, I think I, one of the things that we really learned with this is praying the names of God is such a personal experience because the name of God that you are praying, you're coming with your own baggage and your own struggles and your own your own situation and that can make it challenging for one person whereas for another person it's like that name's no big deal right Mm, and so um you know there were definitely some that we were challenged by more than others one of them that just is still is on my heart it's one that i'm now compelled to pray but i found very difficult and still find difficult at times is uh god provides Hmm. and i love i love the Bible stories about how God provides. I love how it's always like miraculous, right? Like one of my favorites right now is Elijah goes out in the desert and he's like, God, I'm done. I'm going to die. Like this is too much. And God sends an angel and (laughs) ministers to him. And then like, you know, he's back in the seat, back in the saddle to do ministry. And, um, so I love reading stories about God providing. I truly believe God provides. And, during this 40 days of yin it it just so happened that we were in some personal that came out funny some personal circumstances where we really needed god to show up and provide in ways that were miraculous it Mm. did uh we were in a number of circumstances that we're just beyond our control. And uh, those of you who know us personally, we Phil and I like to do everything in our power to control what we can control. <laughs> Not that we have to control, but like if there's something we can do to work on a situation, we're on it. That's right? why I like, won't go like skydiving because I feel like I can't control. Yeah. So there's probably a lesson in that. Maybe we <laughs> yeah. need to explore this from a yeah. psychology perspective yeah. at a later point. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about um, a time in your childhood when you didn't have But yeah, there was, there was this desperate need for provision from God right when the Lord Mm. provides came up as one of the classes that I had to teach. And I thought, Oh my gosh, like, Lord, I I want to believe you're going to provide, but I can't see the answer. And Mm -hmm. if I don't know how you're going to provide, how can I pray for it? Because 
I, I had this idea, unspoken, uh, probably unrealized, but I had this idea that to pray for God to provide, we needed to provide God with the answer so he knew how to provide for us. Yeah. And the burden of that made me want to run away from the name of God because I thought, God, I'm going to trust you to provide, but I don't want to go near that with a nine-foot pole because I don't know how to ask for it. You know, I had been taught, uh, ask and you'll receive, that kind of, those kinds of teachings from Jesus, which totally are, are true. They're in the Bible. You know, that's good. But I had, along with that, taken in this notion that I needed to know what to ask. And uh, these circumstances, I needed, I needed to still pray because that was my class. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, also it was a really good spiritual exercise and all of that. Um, we're bringing our human nature to the table yeah, here in these important. episodes, but yeah, for me, God provides and just really realizing through the experience of it that I could pray to God who provides. And, and in some ways it was almost like Ann Spangler talked about where it wasn't that I was praying God you are the provider, God, you provide as a way to convince God to provide for me. It was approaching it more so as a reminder of this is who God is and this is what God does. So let me look at how God has always provided faithfully and then let me consider that what I'm facing is not outside of the realm of God's ability to provide going forward, even though I cannot see how it can possibly happen. So the prayer was for you, not for God, really, right? Like, it I mean, was, that, that, because it was turning it over yeah. and acknowledging that God, you'll provide, but without what I usually do, which is usually, God, I need you to provide, and I trust you, and, and here's how I'm going to claim this, that yeah. this is how you're going to do it for us, and you're going to come through, and it's going to be miraculous, and we will glorify your name for it. This time it was like, okay, God, I've seen you provide and I know you're supposed to keep providing. I have no idea how this can happen. So, and that was kind of, that was kind of it. But, but then returning to that and you know, it stuck with me and I found that I would journal that in the future. And I, I've kept, I'm still coming back to that as we're still wrapping up some of these circumstances that, okay, God, you are a God who provides for us. I don't understand. I clearly don't have the whole picture. You, I, I'm just going to trust you provide. So there was like, like a surrender in the name, even though you didn't fully understand how it would shape you at the time, it became right. a surrendering practice. Yeah, and me. I'm still working on it. Uh, you know, praying it one time didn't transform me to the point where like now I'm like, yeah, guys, I always, I always, I never worry. Like <laughs> God's my provider. I got this. No, like I still very much experience like those those other feelings, but now I'm able to, uh, at least I'm trying to keep going, okay, Lord, but you provide. I don't need to know how. I'm just going to trust that in your timing, in your way, you are a God who provides. It reminds me of Paul talking about in Romans that we don't always know what to pray, but then the Holy Spirit utters for us. Mm. And it's almost like in praying the name, we didn't know all the ins and outs of it or how it would shape you or what it would mean. But it's almost like in praying it, the Holy Spirit kind of guided the prayer in you in a way that you couldn't have necessarily done on your own. And it's been a lingering one. You know, that particular name um, out of all the 40 that we did is still one that's just really striking a chord with me. And I think my initial reluctance, because I was afraid I didn't know how to 
pray it properly has now turned into a dependence on okay god this is this is you are who you say you are mm. you say you are a provider and i need provision god you're going you are my provider like i you're you're where that provision can only come from it can't come from anywhere else at this point and i think we've experienced that the provision doesn't always come in our timing for sure or in any way i foresaw right and that's, <laughs> that's been that's been like the submission piece of praying this you know like for yeah. example when you pray the lord's prayer our father in heaven holy be your name like the very structure of the sentence in my understanding is that it's god making god's name holy mm. and so when you pray holy be your name or is your name you're declaring God to be holy, but you're saying, in a sense, make your name holy through me. May your mm -hmm. name be made holy. Mm -hmm. And since you're the one praying it, you're sort of asking for God to do that in you. And so I feel like when we pray names of God, such as this one, I think a similar, similar formula might apply. Like our Father in heaven, you know, provider is your name, you know, and it's a little different than the holy be your name, but there's a sense in which we are proclaiming it to be true, but then asking God to make it true. Mm -hmm. But when we ask for God to make God's name holy through us, we're not, you know, we don't know how that's going to happen. God is the one who does it. Yeah. And if God is the provider, as you said, you know, we, it doesn't mean we never ask God for specific things, but I've definitely learned that we frequently don't have the whole story and yeah. the way that God is going to provide is not always going to be in the way that we think. And so it's, um, it's a dangerous prayer to pray God's name because you are latching onto a promise, but also sort of opening an invitation for God to show you just what that really means. And that'll often blow up the previous conceptions we had of what that name meant. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? So, so I don't dominate here. <laughs> what name of God was it that, that made you kind of pause or just you found challenging in the moment? I think it was the name Judge. And it was at the very end of the program. I think it's day like 36 or 37. So it was always sort of looming on the horizon. <laughs> and I thought, who wants to pray God's name as judge, right? Sounds a little harsh. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't seem like a very positive thing. We like to talk about God as love and the mercy and grace of God. But as judge, man, you know, I, there's a lot of do not judge in the Bible and you know, you often think of judges as pronouncing a sentence and we don't like that. So then the thought that started to come up then was, what is the inviting nature of God being a judge? And I think what sort of came up for me was the fact that God is a judge because God cares about justice. And when you look around the world, and I mean, just another black man was shot again right by police and in a very tragic circumstance and children are going hungry and corporations are harming people and we hurt one another right in, in our relationships and whatever. there's a lot of injustice in the world and if god wasn't a judge there'd be a sense in which God doesn't care about justice at all. Mm. So there's almost this positive sense then of God is judged because God cares about the 
peace of all people and all things. Mm -hmm. God doesn't just let injustice and pain and suffering and evil go. God declares that it's not in right standing of how things Mm -hmm. are created. And so to pray to God as judge is to thank God that God's a God of justice and that Mm -hmm. God didn't just stay in heaven and say, oh yeah, it's, you know, no big deal. God became a human being. And rather than judging the world as a, you've all been found guilty, God became the type of judge that is killed by those who are the guilty. Mm. And on the cross says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And so as much as God is judge, God is also sacrificial lamb and forgiver. And so God cares deeply about justice and deeply about the thriving and the peace of all people. And when someone commits an injustice, they're, you know, God responds. Mm. But what's amazing is God always offers a way home through repentance, mm. that we all are worthy of judgment because we've now maybe we haven't killed people or those types of things, or maybe you have, mm. I don't know, right? But like, we've all hurt people. We've all held hate in our heart, which Jesus is like, hey, if you hate your brother, you murder him, right? Like, we may not have slept around, but we may have thought about someone, right? Or maybe you have committed adultery, whatever it is, right? Like, the level doesn't matter. We've all broken that peace. And the beautiful thing about God as judge is God doesn't just pronounce guilty verdicts. God is like, I love you and I invite you Mm -hmm. back home. Like I invite you to recognize that Mm -hmm. I love you and I invite you to turn from the ways that cause pain and turn back to life. And so it still is a tricky name and there's still a lot of, you know, I can't do full justice to it right here, but I think it's a name worthy of exploring because there's a lot of pain in the world. And I think the beauty is that God did respond and invites us to follow in those self-sacrificial, loving, justice footsteps. And I think really what's resonating with me about what you're saying is this was a name that going into it didn't feel comfortable Mm. or exciting. It wasn't something that from the get-go you're like, yes, God, (laughs) my judge, you know. Um, And I think we all have those names. It's definitely shaped by our culture. It's definitely shaped by our experience with Mm. God or with other people or associations with that name or title. But I think it's really an invitation to say, you know what, when you look at different names and titles of God, is there one that kind of from the start makes you balk or rubs you the wrong way? And you think, no, I'm not, I just don't want to think about God that way. I I think it's an invitation to really lean into that and explore it. Because like you said, here's a name you were really resisting. You were thinking, I don't think I want to go there, (laughs) but we committed to it. So we were going to go there. And then it ended up revealing this beautiful dimension of God that we hadn't considered in that framework before, yeah. that you hadn't considered in that framework before. And and we all need that, right? We all need... That's probably why God has so many names and titles is because He's God is so dimensional that all of them together are equally true and good and wonderful ways to understand God. And uh, yeah, just worth exploring. Right. And I think as part of that exploring, I would then encourage people that praying a name of God, you know, we think of it just as a, I'm going to use the name to start my prayer, right? Mm -hmm. But I actually think this process of, and this is what I would sort of encourage people to do is go look up place, you know, just type in Google, right? Bible passages, God's name blank or God as whatever Bible, right? 
and mull over those passages, chew on them, read them, explore the stories that they come in, pray the name, not simply as saying, God, I'm praying to you right now as my provider, although you can simply do that, but pray the name by looking at it in scripture, Mm -hmm. journal about it, doodle around it, um, make art about it, just sit in silence with it and see what comes up, what feeling comes up, talk to it. Like that to me is praying the name of God when we meditate on it, Mm -hmm. we chew on it, we let it exist in us. Consider how it fits in different circumstances throughout your day. Ask God to show, right? Like to pray the name is to say, let me sit with it for a little bit, even if I don't like it. Mm -hmm. And maybe something will come. And that doesn't always mean it has to be a positive thing. It could be just any sort of revelation. But to really spend these names, God has dozens and dozens and dozens of names, you know, take it and just spend some time with it. Whatever practices work for you, silence, prayer, writing, drawing, whatever, reading, studying, talking, Mm -hmm. infinite, right? And just see where the spirit takes you. I would add to that too. I found it tremendously helpful, especially in the case of the name provider. I found it very helpful to look back in time. I think sometimes when we're in the midst of a challenging circumstance where we we want to believe a name is true, but we're not sure how to convince ourselves of it, or we're hoping that God is that in the future, but we don't see how, Mm. which is unfortunately just a common part of the human experience, right? Um, When we feel that way, when you're praying that name of God, I personally just found it really helpful to look backwards and and claim those times when God has been that title in your own own life and in your own story. I mean, with provider, we can look back and say, yeah, God provided here, God provided here, God provided here, God provided here. And yet still, just like the Israelites, right? Still today, we're like, is God going to provide? Is God going to get them through? And it's like, no, look back and see that God provides. And if you can't look back in your own story and see God as that title in your life, that's the whole point of why we're part of a body of Christ Mm. and we're a global church community. Look at other people's stories. How has God been that to somebody else? Maybe you don't even know anybody alive now, but you can go back to the Bible or look at the lives of the saints. Yeah, where bi- biographies where has god yeah. shown up as that before the cloud of witnesses and, and let that be your encouragement and your your hope that god is that for you today and will be that for you going forward as well love it Well, friends, thank you for joining us as we explored provider and judge. If you would like to pray the names, then I highly recommend you join our 40 Days of Yin program, which right now we have various deals going on. Um, All of them include a free trial. So if you Mm -hmm. click at the link below, you will be taken to a page where you get a three-day free trial to try out our Ruas-based memberships. And then it's only 15 a month after that right now. Mm -hmm. And so the the cost of like one yoga class, you get our full library, which we're adding to it, has guided spiritual practices and more. And you get to try it for three days free and you can cancel and not get charged. So nothing to lose. Click the link below. Yeah. Well, I was going to say too, for the 40 Days of Yin, 
personally, we love doing it with the stretching. We both were very blessed by that. So that's why we wanted to offer that to others. But if that's not your thing, you can also listen to those classes and just not do the movement. Just if sit, if you're, walk. maybe your body isn't <laughs> able to do that, or that's just too much of a challenge for you right now, you can use it as a guided meditation. Each yeah. class is about 30 minutes long and you're able to just, you could sit, you could lay down, you could spend the whole time in whatever posture you want to and just ignore those cues obviously but uh that faith part i think you would really find a blessing so amen friends well thanks again for joining us we look forward to seeing you in our memberships and in our podcast again next week until then grace and peace be with you 